0: Welcome to the The Generation Podcast, an audio resource dedicated to a generation of young people who are committed to total surrender to God and total dependence on His power to reach the world with the gospel of Christ. This podcast is designed to strengthen and encourage through a series of Bible-based practical talks. Welcome to The Generation podcast. I'm Bobby Bosler, and I'm speaking to you today from Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, where our church is in high gear. I'm telling you what, if you've ever seen a church in high gear, it looks a whole lot like Falls Baptist Church, either at VBS time or Christmas time. We've got all kinds of events happening over the last, uh, the next couple of weekends, including this weekend as at the time of my recording. We've got a Christmas village. We've got uh Christmas spectacular concert with a gospel preached at the end. We've got a Christmas carol, a gospel adaptation of the story of Ebenezer Scrooge uh, with a gospel uh, weaved throughout and a gospel message at the end. We've got so many opportunities, and frankly, we've got thousands of people, 3,000 is the last number I heard, who said they're going to come to our events over the course of these next three weekends. And honestly, it's a lot of work. (laughs) Um, I've certainly not been the one in the trenches for all of it. I've had other responsibilities during this time, uh, but I do know there have been so many people who've strived so much uh, to make these uh, these gospel outreaches as uh, captivating and effective as possible. Uh, a lot of work has gone into it, a lot of time, a lot of prayer, and uh, a whole lot of planning. And I'd appreciate your prayers. In fact, uh, I'll just mention this if you're anywhere nearby, uh, go to fallschristmas.org. We're in Menominee Falls, Southeast Wisconsin. Go to fallschristmas.org. Check out all the events, and if you're able to come and join us for one of the programs, we'd love to have you. Come and find me. I should be around for most of them except for the final weekend. Um, But, you know, why do I mention that? I mention that because Christmas ought to be a time of believing God for great things. So often it's easy for us to focus during the Christmas season on um, shopping, <laughs> on relaxing, and on uh, just spending time with family. Listen, you better do all of those things, okay? And you, you need to take the extra time to spend with your loved ones. Please don't get me wrong. But one of the things that can often be absent from our Christmas season is believing God for great things. Um, you know, young people, during the Christmas season, my desire is that my life would count for eternity. And frankly, young person, my desire is that your life would also count for eternity as well. Um, In fact, um, I wanted to focus on a verse of Scripture that we often think of when it comes to the Christmas season. Uh, The verse is Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And often we see that verse as uh, foretelling a number of different things. It foretells the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Mary, a woman who had not been with a man, had a son, and that son would be God with us, which is what the word Emmanuel means. And absolutely, that is absolutely true. And yet, Something you may not have realized is, uh, while that is definitely uh, the long-range fulfillment of that promise, there was actually a short-range fulfillment of that promise as well, and uh, that short-range fulfillment is something I want to briefly chat with you about. Um, I don't really have time to read through the whole passage, uh, but back up in chapter 7, verse 1, it says this, and it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that Reason, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remelia, king of Israel, went up toward Jerusalem to war against it. So essentially, you've got three characters here. You've got the king of Judah, that's the southern kingdom of Israel. Israel split into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The second character is a man named Reason or Rezin, uh, the king of Syria. Syria is the country to the north of Israel. And then you've also got Pekah the son of Remelia, king of Israel. This is the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. Two of these kings teamed up against the other. So the king of Israel and the king of Syria both teamed up against the southern kingdom. Okay, They teamed up against Ahaz. So what God does, and just to summarize what happens, is God tells Isaiah, Isaiah wants you to go give a message to Ahaz. And the message is essentially this, don't be afraid. These two kings... Are not going to prevail against you, you're going to be fine. (laughs) And what he says at the end of verse 9, he makes an interesting statement to Ahaz through Isaiah. He says, If ye will not believe, surely ye shall not be established. So he's saying, Listen, I'm going to take care of you. These two kings teaming up against you will not win, they will not beat you. But you need to believe me, Ahaz. You need to believe me for the victory. You need to trust me. You need to count on me. You need to depend on me because if you don't depend on me, I'm not going to be able to stabilize you and establish you in your kingdom. And, okay, listen, let me just bring this as far as application to you and to me. This Christmas season, God promises a lot, okay? God promises that he wants to use your life to bring people to Jesus Christ. He promises, when I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. He promises, my grace is sufficient for thee. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, and I'll be with you, right? God promises that as we testify of the truth of Jesus, he will use our testimony to draw people through the Holy Spirit unto himself. God wants our lives to make a difference, but we have to believe him. We have to believe him. And so often it's easy to look at our circumstances, our history, our experience, or lack thereof, and it's easy to doubt what God wants to do. In fact, in verse 10, God recognizes Ahaz's weak faith. And he says this, Moreover, the Lord spake again unto Ahaz, saying, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God. Ask it either in the depth in the height above. And what God's saying here is, listen, okay, I recognize you may have a hard time trusting me in this. I recognize the fact that you may have a hard time believing because it looks so bad. It looks so impossible. It looks like there's no way you're going to be delivered. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help your faith. Ask me anything. Listen, from he says, listen, from the depth to the height. In other words, he's saying, Listen, ask me anything in your wildest imagination. Can you imagine what he could have asked God for? He could have said, oh God, write my name in the stars. And you know what? I think God would have done it. He could have said, hey, God, make my bed glow pink at night. That would have been weird. But he could have asked it, and I think God would have done it. God saying, listen, ask me for anything Ahaz. I want to do it to undergird your faith in what I promised I was going to do. But look at Ahaz's response, verse 12. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. Ahaz had an invitation to ask for anything. And he said, nah, I do not really want to. Oh, he put a spiritual spin on it for sure. Oh, I don't want to tempt the Lord by asking for something extravagant. But let me remind you who told him to ask. It was God. Listen, it's not tempting God to take him up at his invitation to ask for a miracle. <laughs> that is not out of line. It is never out of line to ask God to glorify Himself in and through your life. It's not out of line. Really, I believe that He was being pious about it, but the fact of the matter was this He didn't want to believe God. Oh, trust me, it was in His best interest to believe God, but for some reason He didn't want to. And you know, often that's where I'm at. I know God wants to do miracles through my life, and I know God would encourage my faith if I would just ask Him. But sometimes I just don't feel like it. A young person, that can be where you're at this holiday season as well. Um, Isaiah's response was classic. He said, hear ye now, O house of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will ye weary my God also? You really think you're going to wear God out with a simple request? I don't think so. Listen, in other words, he's saying your lame excuse doesn't hold up. God wants to do something, but you're just not willing to cooperate. And it's that context that puts verse 14 on the map. He says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good. The land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. Remember, I said there's a long, long range fulfillment, and that is Jesus. New Testament It makes that clear. But there's also a fulfillment that would have been fulfilled during the days of Ahaz. And that fulfillment was a woman was going to have a child this is what his name was going to be. And before this child was just but a year or two old, those two kings would no longer be ruling their kingdoms. And you know, young person, I I just got to say this. God wants to give you tokens for good. God wants to prove his desire to work on your behalf. But so often the problem is not God's desire to prove his promises. The problem is, is we don't Want to believe him. I have a vision for you, young people. Not like a weird vision or anything, but I envision myself and you this holiday season over these next several weeks, asking God for some pretty remarkable things. But not just asking God for them, stepping out in faith to accomplish them. You know what, young person, you know, you could probably ask for a soul a week. For the next three weeks, four weeks, you say, "Oh, that's hard." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But God's the God of the impossible. <laughs> you say, <clears throat> "But, but, Brother Bosler, um, I, I don't know that. I don't know is that even possible? A soul, a week? I don't know. I don't know if God can do that through my life." Yeah, he can. He sure can. Uh, maybe you should ask God for um, for opportunities to share the good news with people at your workplace or at your school or in your neighborhood. Ask God to give you an opportunity to share the gospel with one of your neighbors. You see, when we really get down to actually asking God for something like that, that's when we begin to feel that faltering of Ahaz. <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I'm all about this total surrender, total dependence thing, but let's not get too carried away with it. Oh, God wants you to get carried away with it. He really does. It's so easy to sit back, sip on some eggnog, and uh, just en- enjoy the warmth by the fire as the chestnuts roast and all of that. But why don't we have a Christmas that is warm, that's red hot with reaching people for Jesus Christ? Let's pray for God to give us those open doors. Don't tempt God by not asking him. God wants us to ask, and it shall be given unto you. God wants us to ask what he will, and it shall be done unto you. Yes, we're asking in God's name, which means we need to to be surrendered to his will. We're not talking about asking for a pink, purple, polka-dotted pony for Christmas. We're talking about asking God for something he already told us he wants to give us, souls for Jesus. Let's ask. Let's expect. And let's labor. You know, young people, I really am excited about what's possible and what's going to happen through my church here these next several weekends and even looking into next year and the great tour that we have scheduled down in Texas and East. Um, And um, I'm excited about what God's going to do. I'm excited about how God's going to provide team members for me. Uh, That's one thing I'm praying about. In fact, I'll just throw this out there. If you are college age and interested in traveling with me or Dr. Jim sometime, send an email to bobby at thegeneration.com. I'd love to know. I'd love to get to meet you, talk to you some, and maybe see if we can figure out a a tour or maybe we can get you on the team. Um, but, But, you know, you don't need to be on a team for God to use you. All you need to do is surrender to Jesus, right? Surrender to his pace, his plan, his purposes, and depend on his power to use you to reach the world with the gospel, even during the Christmas season. Hey, let's tempt God this weekend in a proper way. Let's ask Him for miracles. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the The Generation Podcast. If this challenge stirred your heart, then you might want to join us this coming October for our annual The Generation Youth Summit. You can compete in exciting four-way competitions and hear how your life can turn the world upside down. For more information, please visit thegeneration.org slash summit. That's T-H-E-E generation.org slash summit.